This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Bringing you a common sense and fresh perspective to creating a just society. This is Common Sense on Social Justice. You'll get equipped with the tools you need to carry out social justice right where you are. Now, here's the host of Common Sense on Social Justice, Michael Davis. Thank you so much for joining us again uh, as we continue our journey to create a just society right where we are. Today we're talking about a very important uh, topic that, uh, especially if you're involved heavily in the work of serving the poor and needy and works of social justice and charity, and that is the topic of compassion, fatigue, and burnout. Those who really give themselves over to those in need will experience or have experienced compassion, fatigue, and burnout, and we'll talk about those today. And look at how to deal with them and even learn how to prevent it in the future. Uh, It's a very real phenomenon. I've experienced it several times in my life, and it's no fun to go through. And even if you're going through it currently, we've got answers for you and help and encouragement to get you through safely to the other side. So today, let's take a break from the series we've been doing and talk about taking a break. Uh, Jesus took breaks from healing people. And St. Teresa of Calcutta, a.k.a. Mother Teresa, took breaks from helping people. St. Francis of Assisi and others did too. And from time to time, we have to take a break. And too often what happens is for those of us who are very given to this kind of work, we often uh, feel guilty for stepping away. And we feel guilty for stepping away from those who are hurting and broken. And we also feel afraid of being with ourselves and slowing down and tuning out. But it's something we have to do from time to time. And so let's talk about that. As we get into this, I want to talk about definitions so that we're on the same page. Now, there is no official, common, agreed-upon definition of compassion fatigue or burnout. But there are definitions out there. But here's how I'm defining these from my decades of experience. First of all, compassion fatigue and burnout are two sides of the same coin. Compassion fatigue is the emotional side of the coin. This happens when we take on the emotional energy of those we serve day in and day out. You must take on emotional energy. If you're going to be effective, you have to take that on. It's part of being compassionate. To be truly compassionate, you have to connect emotionally with people and take on the the suffering of the broken and the poor. I mean, Jesus took on our suffering. And if we're going to be like him, we do the same with others. Uh, The scriptures talk about Jesus being moved with compassion. The gospels talk about him feeling deep emotion, 
due to the suffering of the people. That just is part of the process. But compassion fatigue as the emotional side of the coin is the lagging, the drain that you feel after taking on these emotions day in and day out. You feel emotionally and mentally tired and you feel a lag and a lack of motivation. You stop laughing and joking. You become ultra serious. And what's happening is you are running on emotional and mental fumes. You're barely existing. So again, compassion fatigue, the emotional side of the coin. Burnout then is the physical side of the coin. Burnout happens as a result of compassion fatigue. Your body begins to respond. Your muscles begin to hurt. You cannot get rested even when you sleep. You lack physical energy. You lack the energy to get through the day. Your body is literally going through the motions while your mind begins to shut down. So, so putting the two together, you begin to get angered easily. You get snippy with those who you are serving. You become judgmental of them. You stop investing and paying attention to them. And you see them as a project rather than as a person. Uh, you begin to dream of doing something else. You start to feel depression setting in. And you may begin to have sinful fantasies as a way to escape this. If you smoke, you begin to smoke more. If you drink, you begin to drink more. You begin to escape, in other words, in unhealthy ways, because you are beginning to be unhealthy emotionally. And the trick, by the way, is not, is to never experience this. That's not the trick. The trick is to not try to get to a point where you never experience this. Even Jesus experienced this, but he never took the unhealthy route. He always handled it perfectly. So the trick is to see it in the beginning stages and to always have a plan to deal with it and eventually to have a regular routine of getting away so that it never begins in the first place. We'll talk about that in, later in today's episode. I was thinking of a cartoon uh, that I um, used to enjoy as a kid. It was uh, Droopy. Droopy was this dog, this hound dog that had this really droopy face, this sort of melancholy voice. And he would always get the bad guys, but he would do it without much flair. And he would speak. And when he spoke, he had no emotions in his word. And Droopy would, I remember times he would look with this droopy face, very straightforward look into the camera. And Droopy would say, you know what, folks, I'm happy, you know, and that would always crack me up. But we can have the same fake happiness when we are burned out. We can just, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm happy. Z zero emotion behind it because you are experiencing compassion fatigue and as a result, burnout. Now, how do you deal with this once it has come on? Now, we're not talking about preventing it. 
We'll talk about that a little bit later, but we're talking about here is how do you deal with compassion, fatigue, and burnout once it actually has hit you? That's where it's hard because you don't have the reserves to even deal with it at this point, but there are things you can do. Uh, And, you know, again, we'll talk about how to avoid this phenomenon, but for now, what if you already have it and you're just in the middle of it your, your, your reserves, your emotional, mental, spiritual reserves are just gone. What do you do? Uh, I remember one time, especially when I was feeling compassion fatigue in a very big way. I mean, I was just empty, running on empty. And I remember telling a single mom who had a lot of respect for me, loved working with me. I had helped her and the children a lot. And I told this single mom, I am getting sick of you complaining. You want housing? Well, do what I do. Go to work every day. No one gives me a place to live. I said that to a woman I was serving, her and her kids. Well, you know, and they told me how offended they felt. And uh, I had maybe spoken some truths in that. In the moment, you think you're speaking the truth. But I had screwed up. Now she forgave me and everything got back on track and she understood why I did it. And I asked forgiveness. Okay. Sometimes you got to humble yourself even when you're burnt out to do that. But what had happened? I had hit the point of no return and I was exhausted, spiritually exhausted, mentally exhausted, emotionally exhausted. And as a result, physically exhausted. And I thought I was just speaking the truth and what had happened. I, lashed out. And that's what you do. That's a sign that says, man, you got a problem here. So what I told you that story to say this is this is a very real phenomenon and it actually causes you to break down and lose it. And once that's happened, you've gone too far without dealing with it. So if you find yourself drowning and in the valley of compassion, fatigue and burnout, Here are some six things you can do to deal with it. First thing is tell a trusted friend or mentor, mentor, and and be honest with them. Just be honest. Don't be afraid to say, I hate serving the poor. Because in that moment, you do hate serving the poor. Now, on a normal day, you wouldn't because you have a heart of love a heart of servanthood. You are, have a servant's heart, heart. You have a heart of charity. But in that moment, when you are burnt out, you literally hate serving the poor. It's not that you actually hate serving them, but that's how you feel at the moment because you're exhausted. So with a trusted friend or a mentor who's not going to judge you, but is going to guide you, in that moment. So be very selective with who you do this with, but just be honest. Let your feelings feel real in the moment. You know, I think of Clayton Bigsby. If you haven't seen it on YouTube, Dave Chappelle, the comedian, has written, in my opinion, the most perfect script I have ever uh I've ever seen. And in this, he is a black man who is blind. So because he's blind, he doesn't know about all these different races of people. 
but he ends up becoming a white supremacist. And he becomes the leader of the Ku Klux Klan and going around speaking, writing books, you know, anti-black books. And he's a black man who thinks he's white and is a white supremacist. It's, it's a hilarious script, but it has a lot of truth to it. But I remember this one point in it where he's speaking at this meeting. And he says, if you've got hate in your heart, let it out, you know. And it's just the way Dave Chappelle geniusly exposed uh, racism in that was was just genius. But in that, I remember Clayton Bigsby, if you've got hate in your heart, let it out, you know. Well, we're not talking about having hate in our heart, but we are talking about having very real feelings of anger and exhaustion, and I'm sick of doing this kind of work. And when you hit those points, you've got to allow for purging to happen so that these things can get to the surface and you can deal with them. The fact is, in that moment, you are emotionally poisoned in that moment, and the poison needs purged through honesty. By the way, again, be very selective, has to be with somebody that you can trust, is not going to judge you, is not going to gossip about you, but is actually going to guide you. Uh, into the right path. Now, I want to make it clear in this point that about being honest is that honesty and truth are not the same thing. Okay. Truth is truth, but honesty is just how you may feel at the moment. I honestly feel this way. And that in itself is truth. But honesty you can be honest about your feelings doesn't make them true. So that trusted friend or mentor is going to help you help you weed through all of those differences. So the first thing, if you are in that moment, especially of extreme compassion, fatigue and burnout, tell a trusted friend or a mentor and let let them guide you. The second thing is get out. I remember when the series Seinfeld was on television, you had Elaine uh, Jerry's ex-girlfriend, and she would always, when you would say something surprising to her, she would push you out the door. She did it to Kramer a lot, pushing him out the door and saying, get out, as a way of showing her shock and surprise But what had been said. Well, maybe sometimes you need to do that. Maybe you need to push yourself uh, out, forcefully out the door. And here's where I'm getting with this is physically, literally get out, get away. I have gotten in my car before and driven to the Oregon desert where there is no cell phone services and told no one I was doing it. I just left. And that can actually be an awesome thing as a first step towards renewal. Just getting away from the madness so you can collect yourself. Third, cry cry. Allow yourself to cry. Get angry. Freak out. Yell into the pillow. Maybe you need to throw things in your room, things that won't break, okay? Like throw a stuffed animal or something, something that's not going to break. Uh, you know, my I've got a friend. I was talking to her last week about the subject. She said, yeah, you know, sometimes, Michael, I literally just scream into the pillow when I'm feeling that compassion fatigue and burnout coming on. So there you go. Just some first steps. These are uh, or like Ralphie on the movie, A Christmas 
story, just yell out fudge like that <laughs> really loud. Whatever. You know, just get it out. But get it out in a way that's not going to do any damage to another human being or do damage to your possessions. But get it out in a healthy way. Fourth, sleep your fourth step to overcoming compassion, fatigue, and burnout. Once you're in it, sleep your life away. Now, not forever. I just mean in the moment. In the moment, sleep your life away. Allow your body to safely crash. I've had times where I normally very regimented sleeper. Go to bed at 11, get up at 6. It's just kind of a, or 6.30, it's just kind of a routine. But sometimes when I hit that burnout, I will go to sleep and not wake up for 12 hours. 12 hours later, wake up. Still exhausted, but I wake up, oh man, I need to eat something. I'm kind of hungry or whatever. So just munch on some stuff and go back to sleep. Sometimes you just got to do that. You got to, your body is saying enough is enough. And then after you've done these things, number five, go find a mentor to help you get back on your feet mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. All four of those things. You've got to renew. You've got to get reconnected to God, reconnected to yourself so that you can be connected to others and serve them. And then number six, get out of town. Get literally out of reach of being available to those you serve. Refuse to deal with anyone's problems. For me, I just don't answer my phone. I can see people are texting me. I can see they got problems and I just don't answer. And they can blow up my phone all they want. I just silence it so I don't hear it coming in. At this stage, you are not in a place to help anyone. So you've got to be connected. Now, let's go to the next topic in this discussion is how do you avoid it altogether? You don't have to get to the place where you are experiencing compassion, fatigue, and burnout. You don't have to be at that place of crashing. You can actually avoid it altogether But this is for those who have become good at dealing with it. It takes practice to get to this point. But here's uh, six steps for how to avoid altogether. First, take regular breaks to pray, meditate, and just be. Do it on a regular basis. Don't wait until you're burnt out and exhausted to take breaks, meditate, and just be. Do it regularly. Pray, meditate, just be. You know, today... At my job, and I serve the homeless day in and day out. And I'm not burnt out right now. I'm not experiencing compassion fatigue. But you know what I'm also not doing today? Really not doing that much. I've made a couple phone calls here, attended a Zoom meeting earlier, but I'm not doing much today. You know why? Why get to the point of being exhausted? (laughs) I'm spending today in prayer. In fact, I'm making it very careful. It's the Lenten season as I'm recording this. I'm being very careful today to observe the liturgy of the hours every three hours today. Like, I am just like, you know what? I just felt the Holy Spirit telling me today, Michael, just chill out today. You don't have a lot on your plate today, so don't put a lot. Now, I think sometimes when we have that deep compassion for the poor and needy, we can have a half full plate and we have a habit of dumping more to ensure there's like some sort of insane security that we get from having a full plate. Feels like we matter more that way. 
But it's okay. If your plate's just half full that day with appointments and meetings, just keep it that way. And then eat what you've got. In other words, get the appointments done you got and chill out. Go buy some ice cream. Treat yourself. That way you can begin to avoid compassion fatigue and burnout. Secondly, to do avoid this is take regular breaks to do nothing significant. Let me say that again. Take regular breaks to do nothing significant. Go do some gardening. Go theater, watch a movie, the cinema. Uh, go golfing or miniature golfing, whatever. Go running. My son is in track and field and he's got me jogging now. I can't believe that of all things. But you know what? After I go for a good jog, man, I feel great. Yeah, it's amazing. What these do is they purge your mind and body of toxins. Keep the toxins out. Third, third step to avoiding compassion, fatigue, and burnout is stay physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually fit. Make sure that you are regularly attending mass or going to the temple, whatever your faith is. Observe that faith in a regular rhythm. Uh, meditate every day. Deep, silent meditation. Prayer. Praying the rosary. Regular basis. Just stay spiritually fit. Stay in the scriptures. Stay with the saints. Second, uh, physically. You know, jogging, going for a workout, swimming, staying healthy physically, eating healthy foods. Uh, <clears throat> mentally, reading a good book that challenges you, doing a crossword puzzle, uh, doing artwork, something that requires mental strengthening. Uh, and also things that require mental emptying as well. Something that allows you to let go of your thoughts. And then emotionally, connect with your friends. Connect with people that don't have needs. Connect with people that you can just have regular conversations with that has nothing to do with problems or fixing problems. It's just fun conversations. Emotional. Fourth. The fourth step. And now this fourth step is going to be hard. If you are really given to serving the poor and needy and to social justice, this fourth step is going to you may think I'm a heretic for what I'm about to say. Okay. But always you first. Always you first. Now this may sound antithetical to true service and love, but always take care of yourself first. Jesus did it. Jesus, the son of God, would constantly go away into the mountains and pray. He would actually avoid healing people. He would escape from the people that wanted to learn from him and get by himself. Why? Because Jesus realized if I'm not connected to the Father, and if I'm not connected to myself, then I cannot actually serve these people. You see? So if Jesus had to take care of himself, take care of yourself. Because you're not on par with Jesus at this point in your life. And so you, if he needed it, you needed it, you need it 10 times more. St. Teresa of Calcutta, Mother Teresa, she did this. She started every day with prayer and mass, took care of her own needs and, 
And she demanded that the sisters do the same. She did not allow the sisters to go out in the streets in Calcutta, India to serve the lepers. She did not allow them to do that until they had first spent two hours in prayer and gone to mass because they need to take care of themselves first before they could effectively serve the poor and needy. And so St. Francis of Assisi did this. He would escape for long periods of time in the forest. Sri Ramana Maharshi from India would do this. Now, the fifth thing, the fifth step to avoid compassion, fatigue, and burnout, serve the poor and broken in regular rhythms. Serve in regular rhythms. In other words, don't just always be available to everybody. Don't do that. Just say to yourself, there's going to be specific days and specific times that I serve the poor and needy. Now, allow yourself to be interrupted sometimes, sometimes. Allow yourself. But don't always be at everyone's bidding. Jesus, when you look in the Gospels, he had purposeful movement in his ministry and sometimes allowed himself to be interrupted by a blind man, for example. It was, you know, in fact, I was reading about blind Bartimaeus this week in the Gospel of Mark, and Jesus, it says, was walking by, and blind Bartimaeus, he, he, he yells out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And it says, Jesus just kept walking by. And finally, after he yelled loud enough, then Jesus stopped. Why? Because Jesus said, this is not in my plan. I have a different plan, and I'm headed to that one, and I'm not going to be interrupted by this guy. Is it because Jesus didn't care? No, it's because Jesus knew he had a plan that the Father wanted him to carry out. But then again, Jesus allowed himself to be interrupted. He healed the man, and then he went on. So sometimes allow yourself to be interrupted, but like Jesus, do your service for God in regular rhythms. That will help you avoid compassion, fatigue, and burnout because it will allow you to not get overloaded. And once you really learn to set boundaries in your life, you'll really notice a difference. If you really can learn to say no, you see, most of society has a hard time saying yes to the poor and needy, but some of us have a hard time saying no to the poor and needy. <laughs> But we've got to learn to set boundaries. And I've learned to tell people, I'm sorry that you're going through this situation, but you're going to have to call somebody else because I can't handle it right now. And there's nothing wrong with that. And you know what? People are resilient. They can handle it. You're not, you're not called to be the savior of the world. Jesus Christ is called to do that. And then finally, number six way to avoid compassion, fatigue, and burnout is to be a person of prayer and meditation first, because all true social justice grows out of prayer and meditation. The, just know this, the rosary and all the chaplets are our friends. For example, every morning I pray the chaplet of St. Benedict Joseph Labray. St. Benedict Joseph Labray is my patron saint, and I really encourage you to research his life, but he was a beggar who uh, uh, spent his whole life homeless, or his adult life anyways, homeless. And so he was a homeless man himself who served the homeless uh, all around him and the beggars. 
But St. Benedict Joseph Labray uh, took regular breaks. And what I mean by regular breaks is he would spend weeks away from the other homeless and beggars. I mean, he literally would spend weeks before the Blessed Sacrament. Do you ever spend an hour a week in adoration at a Catholic church before the Blessed Sacrament, an hour a week? He would spend weeks in front of the Blessed Sacrament, and then he would get back to serving the beggars. And by the way, once you read and research the story about his life, all the miracles he accomplished, people he healed, all of the miracles after he died, why? It's no surprise. He spent weeks in adoration at a time. And even though he lived only to be 37 years old, he was able to accomplish a thousand times more than what we tend to accomplish in 75 years. Why? Because he realized prayer and meditation first and then serving the poor and needy. He has priorities straight. Okay, now that's that part. We're going to finish out today with just seven miscellaneous thoughts. Seven miscellaneous thoughts, first of all, is get rid of guilt. Those who tend to work for social justice tend to be people who live under guilt. Never feel like they do enough, they work hard enough, and on and on. (laughs) Just get rid of guilt. Guilt is not from God, okay? Give yourself a break. Stop, in other words, stop judging yourself. Just tell yourself, I am doing enough. God does love me. God is pleased. Third, give yourself permission to just be. You are not a machine. You are not that important, by the way. You're going to disappear from the earth soon, so don't take yourself too seriously. Number four, it's okay to be broken yourself as long as as you're responding to God's grace. So as long as you're responding to God's grace and you're cooperating with God towards perfection, it's okay to be broken, okay? You're not perfect yet. Now, keep striving for it, but you're not there yet, so give yourself a break on that. Number five, remember that you are just a child. You're God's child, but still, you're just a child. God is the one in charge. Number six, injustice and poverty were here long before you came along and will be here long after you're gone. So just chill out and just be faithful. With that in mind, number seven, be faithful. Be organically faithful. Just every day, listen to the Holy Spirit. Begin your day in prayer and meditation. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Get instructions from the Holy Spirit and then go do that. Uh, There's a pastor friend of mine who has a phrase that he uses oftentimes. It's called being, uh, living your life in listening response, living your life in listening response. What that means is I listen to God and then I respond accordingly. So I don't go make up a bunch of social justice work I need to do, or I don't go hunt down the poor and needy in order to serve them. Rather, I, through prayer and meditation, I listen to the Holy Spirit And then he'll guide me into what I need to do that day and then respond in obedience and faithfulness. 
So thank you for listening to this today. I hope it was a blessing to you. If you are experiencing this or have in the past or know somebody else who's experiencing compassion, fatigue, and burnout, give them this episode this of the podcast. Just say, man, you got to listen to this because this is good stuff and it really works and it will really help you and help those you love. There was a popular song many years ago by the band Five Man Electric Band and it was called Signs. And the lyrics kind of went, signs, signs, everywhere a sign. <laughs> well, when it comes to compassion, fatigue, and burnout, there are signs, signs, everywhere there's signs. And there really are of burnout, fatigue. And when you begin to see those first signs, take immediate action and correct yourself and, and renew yourself uh, immediately. And practice. It takes practice to get good at it, but practice and get good at recognizing the signs, properly dealing with it. And then, then you can effectively work to create a just society right where you are. You've been listening to Common Sense on Social Justice with your host, Michael Davis. A common sense and fresh perspective to creating justice where you are. Share your comments and questions with Michael by emailing sjcommonsense at gmail.com. That's sjcommonsense at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through matradayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.